You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. See, so all the nice things I say about myself, you know, are true because she says them about me. (laughs) It's not arrogance. It's just the truth. (laughs) So I prayed about what to share at this prophetic conference because we helped, I helped make the schedule for the year back in, when we do this, October or December? Yeah. So I had a lot, a lot of time to prepare, and the Lord literally gave me nothing until this morning. <laughs> some of it was from Jesse and Sarah, so thank you guys. I'm taking some of your material. <laughs> but I do have a, uh, well, let me pray first, and then I'll do that stuff. I have a prayer I like to pray. It helps me in life, and uh, I'll release it to everybody else at the same time. So if you want to receive it, you can get some goodness. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just welcome you here right now. I just thank you for the heavy peace. Permeate every ounce of me, permeate every ounce of everybody here. Rest on us. I thank you for the increase of gravity because the peace is so heavy. Thank you for chairs to hold us up while we rest under your heavy peace. <laughs> Amen. So if, uh, if you don't know me, uh, I'm an executive pastor here at Revive the World Ministries, and some people also refer to me as house prophet, I personally have a little bit of trouble with titles, but I'll let you have that one, Joe. (laughs) Um, My speaking style is I prefer interactive and open discussion, uh, which I will, at the end of this, I got kind of a cool activation thing, just to show that everybody, it's probably the safest way, first of all, this is a safe place to try the gifts. It's probably the safest way that I've ever known and seen of prophesying over another individual. So we'll do that at the end. But I felt like I had a couple things. Um, the, I, ha- I feel like I have a corporate word that I want to share, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about really any corporate words because they're usually just really great and it's something that I can look forward to. And then what's really cool is that when the Lord shares a corporate word and then like I'll meet somebody that I've, I've never talked to in my life and I'm like, hey, I bet you're going through this and this is happening in your life. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, well, because God's doing it over, all over the world. <laughs> and you're a Christian. So you're going to walk in some of that same inheritance as I get to walk in. 
So here's the word. And uh, by the way, we're recording all these messages, and then Sunday afternoon we'll get them posted so you can go back through and listen to all of them or download or whatever you want to do. Okay. I saw the... And I'm trying to write some like descriptive type stuff to maybe help, but it's kind of what I've seen, so um, I'd be happy to elaborate more after the service if you need to. I saw the wind of the Holy Spirit like a current in the water or air through the clouds, like a jet stream almost. And I seen um, the church members' bodies stepping in to that stream. And I saw it single file that were that were all that will flow easily in and be behind one another. I felt like um, we're going to be able to step into that wind because we recognize Him better, and we'll see Him more clearly. I see some people will have feelings of not being prepared right now during this portion of the season. But that's because God has removed our baggage that would hold us down. I'm sure a lot of you have already felt the refinement these past couple years. That the that was a that was a corporate season. Like everybody in the body was going through. I've asked. I don't even know. I can't even count how many people I've talked to, and they all said the same thing. And I believe some of that baggage was from that. And I also believe I'll get into some of the baggage here in a minute, but. In, when you step into the stream, when planes want to stop, and I'm, I'm not an expert in animals or planes, but just you can correct me if you want. When planes want to stop, they pull their flaps up, and it helps slow them down. But when, if a plane would do that in a jet stream, it would speed them up because the surface area is pushing. The Holy Spirit is pushing. <laughs> I'm looking at Kirk because I know he's been in aviation, so I'm like, do you approve or am I off base here? <laughs> or like uh, um, dragsters, when they're going down the track, they pull those parachutes. But if you were to take those parachutes and put them into a windstream, you would be pulled. So it's like kingdom culture, the upside-down effect, which I thought was cool. So things that might have held us back are going to actually propel us. Because we're stepping into his momentum. And now to elaborate on this word, because that's somewhat vague, but let me explain. Last night I had a dream. And most of the time I would interpret dreams for myself in that, my own season. But um, I believe the coincidences have lined up too much for this to be a, just a dream for me. So let me share my dream. Just because I feel like this is really good teaching moments to, so you can see different ways of prophetic. Number one, God just, I just felt like God downloaded this picture of the stream into my head. And this next one, I literally had this dream last night. I dreamt it all night. Like I kept, I'd wake up and be like, whoa, that's going to go back to sleep and dream, jump right back in the same dream. Okay. I was in a large building, and there were members of our church family here. It was most of our leadership team. Tony, Lindsay, Sarah, Nikki, Joe, I know was there. Rich was there. Um, Lin, uh, I said Lindsay, Janet. Uh, anyways, and they all took turns standing with me as I navigated hallways and rooms. As I navigated through the through these rooms and hallways, zombies 
came out and wanted to attack me and turn me into a zombie. Um, but the, these, these church members that were the body kept standing with me and were like watching my back. And they helped mask my scent for like what my mission was, what I was trying to do so that the zombies couldn't find me. And every once in a while, the zombies would catch a whiff of life in me. And then they would try to come and infect me and take my life. And these church members, they would have a sword or something with them, and then they would cut the zombie's head off. And every once in a while, a zombie would get to me, and then I had my own sword about the size of a machete. I would cut the zombie's head off. And this happened all through the navigation of this building. So here's what I think the interpretation is. I believe the zombies are life suckers or things of the world to distract from life. Walking dead. I didn't feel fear but felt on guard to not get caught up with these life suckers of the world. I believe what Sarah spoke on last Sunday about obedience in the small things is in like giving up some of these life suckers in her own life. Uh, let me go back. So I wrote it down so I wouldn't get distracted on my reading here. Uh, Sarah spoke about Sunday on obedience in the small things is committing to what each and every one of us have already been hearing the Holy Spirit whispering to our own hearts and has been for a while. I also believe this paints a picture of working together with our family family church, members of the body of Christ standing together, that unity, that revival looks like family standing together. Because it was my battle, they made it their battle. That's unity. That's family. And so I believe stepping into this wind is going to look like family and that people are going to be working together within the flow. It's not going to be just me catching the flow and being like, hey, everybody, you all catch up to me. You can come see. It's going to be like, hey, give me your hand. Let me show you. And then when it's your turn, like, we'll just shift spots, and then you'll be in the front of the flow of what God's doing. And then I've already spoke on this previously, but because of this sense of unity, the unity will bring the breakthrough, and the breakthrough is going to result in dreams fulfilled. I believe for my own life and for at least the circle of people that I'm running with right now, that this is, and I believe it's a global word too, I'm just careful on a lot of stuff, is that this is the year of dreams fulfilled. Okay, so that's, that's my cover word. That's a, good, a couple examples of how you can uh, hear from God and then, you know, interpret dreams for yourself. And, uh, by the way, self-plug self, uh, here. In March, I'm doing, every Wednesday, I'll be teaching on dream interpretation and symbolism, which, oh, you know what? Let me go, let me do this. This is what I, I just thought this was fun, 
and it's just some more of like prophetic stuff. I'm going to bounce all over the place because I literally am like not really prepared on this, but I feel like God's on all this stuff, okay? So I'm just overloading here. Here you go, 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 here you go. Okay, does anybody, does everybody know, or how about this? Who doesn't know about the Kansas City Chiefs prophecy? You don't know? Don't know? Don't know? Okay, this is cool then. For you guys, for everybody else, just hang in there with me. But there's probably stuff you don't know about this. Okay. 20 years ago, Bob Jones, he was a prophet. He's died, he died February 14th, 2014. He prophesied that next time the Kansas City Chiefs go to the Super Bowl or they'll win the Super Bowl, that means that um, it's a sign of the raising up of apostolic chiefs. And it's the coming of the next great revival. And they, uh, he has a Bible verse for that. It's uh, having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. We'll play on words there. That's where, how he got to that conclusion. Anyways, the chiefs hadn't been to the Super Bowl for 50 years. And then when they went to the Super Bowl, they won the Super Bowl. So 50 your jubilee. Here's something else. Bob Jones loved the number, which is cool, 222. He loved the number 222 because he loved Daniel 222, which was, let me get to it. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him which he loved that because, you know, as a prophet, you like to know secrets, and he loved knowing secrets. So anyways, he, he had prophesied that, but he also loved the number 222, and, you know, the Chiefs, when they won the Super Bowl, it was on February 2nd, 2020. And, check this out, it was the coaches, I think the coaches' 222nd win. And here's something else. Bob Jones died on February 14th, 2014, but they buried him on, two, on February 22nd. And then today is February 22nd, 2020. <laughs> and I am the second speaker for Saturday. <laughs> Just thought that one. I'm tech, yeah. <laughs> and it's the second day of the conference. <laughs> huh? Did I? Oh, I don't know either. <laughs> I just I just think that's cool because you know the Lord likes to use symbolism like that in our in the prophetic and that like those are what we consider like signs that we can kind of watch and Part of stewarding the prophetic is watching for the signs. So I want to touch on Jesse's, what he's, I had already heard speak on stewarding the prophetic. That was the one little bit that the Lord gave me. And then he kind of elaborated on it. I was like, oh, perfect. That's just, I'll just use that as confirmation or a sign. That's what I'm supposed to speak on and Jesse gave me all the scriptures, so I don't even have to do any research. 
See, I'm just resting in the Lord. The yoke is easy, guys. <laughs> Psalm 139:16. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Real quick, you know when I when he said that, I got this mental picture in Genesis when God hovered over the waters and it was un, and the earth was unformed. God was like, "I knew you then." When everything was unformed. You weren't even formed and I knew you. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with that. So I'll just hold on to it and think it's awesome. (laughs) And in your book, they were all written, or they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. Yeah, because, you know, the, when he was over that, he hadn't created a day yet. There's none, none days? I don't know. I'm just, just making weird conclusions here. I don't know. So anyways, stewarding the prophetic. I have some testimonies I want to share. Because like, for me, I like real-world examples. Like, you know, Bible's awesome, and it's really cool for their stories. But, like, it's hard for me to relate to stuff that happened 2,000 years ago. I need to relate, like, give me, like, 2020 relations. So stupid and prophetic, grabbing the, grabbing the God word and then carrying the word or slash pursuing the word. If you get a word that says uh, you, somebody's going to give you 10 pallets of iPhones, well, you should probably prepare with like some type of storage facility research or something along those lines because if they show up with 10 pallets on your driveway and it's going to rain out, like you're, now you've just ruined that thing. <laughs> I'm just using a, an exaggerated example, but it makes sense to somewhat prepare. Like if, if God shared it with you as a prophetic word, then it's important for us to say, oh, well, God, what's my role in this? Is this a, completely you? I just sit my, kick my feet back or do, can I actually do something? And partner with this word. Okay, so when I first, here's my testimony, a testimony. I got two for you that are kind of cool. When I first got, when I first gave my life to Jesus, uh, Nikki, Nikki and I were hanging out. I remember we were at Cracker Barrel hanging out, having breakfast, and she's like, "What's, what's? Tell me about your life. What's going on? Like, what's God doing?" Or we're both fresh Christians. She'd dedicated her life. I had just given my life to Jesus. And I said, I don't know, but Jesus told me that I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, a leader in ministry and I'm going to go, I'm going to be a preacher. And Nikki's like, Mm-mm, no, I, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think so, man. I'm, I was like, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, well, have you ever preached before? No, I've never preached. I, I just, just take it easy, relax on that one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, maybe I am being, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know anything at this point. I'm a, I'm a baby, like, like a weak old Christian. So then we start going to a different church, and there's a, the youth leader comes and up there, and he's like, hey, you know, we need volunteers in the, in the youth group, and I'm like, hey, that would be 
this is me partnering with, with the word that I believe God put on my life. That would be a good opportunity to maybe like be in some type of ministry. It's an opportunity. I can do some type of ministry work and maybe, what? Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Sorry, this open discussion, guys. Remember, I'm, I will interact with you. If, you. if you're not paying attention, like, hey, what are you doing on your phone over there? Or... <laughs> okay, so anyways, I volunteered to be a youth leader. And then they're like, hey, well, we need small group leaders. I'm like, hey, that's cool. I'll be a small group leader. And then I can, then I can do some teachings and see, see if I really, maybe I will be a preacher. Maybe I can preach to, so I, I took on a group of sixth graders. I had about eight of them. I loved it. And they all, like, they're all, like, now they're adults, and they're, like, loving Jesus. And uh, one of the guys, do you guys know uh, Siraj Thomas? He was one of my boys. <laughs> and look at, look at him, man. Now I'm like, hey, teach me what you got, dude. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of him, if you, ha- if you can't tell. Anyway, so I'm just practicing this. And I'm like, I really do. I really do love this. I really could do this. And then the uh, pastor there, the youth pastor says, hey, I need someone that can teach Sunday school, but I want it, to, I want it specifically centered around prayer in Sunday school. So this is just a God opportunity. I could have said no, but I've, I have always held onto that word, like I'm going to be a preacher. So if I'm going to be a preacher, I got to practice preaching. But I, got, I want to do it the way I do it. I don't want to, I've tried to do it other people's ways, and I fail miserably doing that because it's just not the way I do it. Anyways, so the first Sunday, the first Sunday school teaching, I, we, we try to do a prayer time, and like I actually try to preach like somebody else that I've watched. And like the kids were like, don't care. When's this over? This is boring. <laughs> I mean, t- like... I was doing, uh, man, they were age six through like 15. Yeah, freshman, sixth grade to freshman. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mean 12, 12, sorry, 12 to 15. <laughs> 12 to 15. In my head, I was saying sixth grade. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so anyways, the first time I'm like, okay, that, that was a miserable failure. Lord, where did I go wrong? And he's like, you're just not being yourself. You need to relax. And so this was a lesson that I learned based on the word I felt like God spoke over me. And then, you know, through this time, I also got some other prophetic words from just other people, like drops, like, like hey, I just see you speaking to people and preaching, and I just see you, you know, just kind of confirming that word, which helped me to re- bring back to remembrance the prophetic word over my life, and that I still held under my heart. And guys, like, I legit, and even, I legit hated speaking in front of people. And even now, like, I'm, I'm nervous, but, like, I don't hate it anymore, okay? <laughs> so, the, so the next month, I do the Sunday school again, and I say, you know what, Lord, I'm just, just going to do it my own way. So this time I said, you know what? Let's just break the way we've always done church, okay? We're gonna, I'm going to play one song. I want you to just like, just 
just don't be talking to somebody. And if you got to talk to somebody, go like way over there in a corner where nobody else can, you can bother other people. And then, it, so we play one song and I said, okay. And then I would just do like one Bible verse. You remember, I got like maybe 15 minutes of attention span time to work with. So I'm keeping it super brief, super short. And then I have everybody just go wherever you want to go. And then let's, let, me, let me teach you about how we can pray different ways. And that prayer doesn't look like you sitting at the end of your bed and folding your hands every time. Like you can engage with our creator in a conversation and let him even lead the conversation. You don't have to lead the conversation every day, every time. And uh, I don't have time to go into all the testimonies, but they, the breakthrough that these kids were experiencing in prayer life and having these interactions with Jesus and like then asking questions and I'd like they never want to speak in the mic but I just they'd say it and then I'd say out loud so and so asked this question and then it would spur all these other questions and like they legit were engaged I mean I had them up upwards to maybe 30 minutes sometimes which to me I'm like that's a long time for kids and then even afterwards, I'd say, all right, let's, we can go back and play. A lot of kids would even still come up to me afterwards and like say, like, hey, you know, when you said this and you said this and then, and then I can do this and like I had this experience and it was just amazing. And so that I started realizing like, okay, I see the gift. I see it doesn't have to look like somebody else's gift, but it's still my prophetic word. Okay, let me, let me tell you a really bad fail, Okay. <laughs> Tony's like, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> Nikki, Sarah, Lindsay, you guys already know about this one. So a uh, good friend of mine, Kathy Albright, runs Under the Bridge Ministries. <laughs> She's like, hey, would you like to preach for my, to the homeless community? We're, you know, we, we have a meal with everybody but we do about, you know, 15, 20 minute preaching and then you can do a prayer and then we can all eat and hang out. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. And, but when I said, yeah, I'd love to, I'm actually thinking that sounds miserable. I don't even like speaking, <laughs> but I feel you on this Lord. So I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this because, I, because I want everything God has for me. And part of, you remember Sarah said, sometimes you just got to, when you're scared of things, you just got to walk into the fear. Okay, so I take all these notes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to preach on, like, Jesus. And, like, my, the whole message is going to be centered around John 3.16. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That verse, right? <laughs> okay, everybody knows that verse, I'm sure. So I got my notes, and I'm looking. I'm getting ready to preach. I'm still a little nervous. And Nikki's like, hey, I should take pictures of you speaking. And I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. She's like, give me your phone. I'm like, oh, here you go. <laughs> and so I go up there to preach, and I have no phone. And then, like, everything's like, boop. What's my name? Where am I? Who, who are you? What's today? <laughs> So I'm, so I'm preaching to all these people, and they're like just, 
They're like, man, we're just ready to eat. Can you hurry up? And I can feel it. I'm a feeler. So I'm like, oh, they already want me to hurry up and I haven't even said anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I started sharing. I'm like, yeah, you know, Jesus and, you know, like God gave his son Jesus for for you. John 3.16 says, You guys know, everybody knows what John 3.16 says. I don't even need to say it. (laughs) All right, let me pray, and uh, we'll get the food here. (laughs) Guys, like, I know that was a story, but, like, I literally just word for word just preached my very first sermon I preached at that place. (laughs) Guess who hasn't ever asked me to come preach again there? (laughs) yeah yeah so a lesson I learned there is don't give your notes before you speak okay these are future preachers out here okay keep your don't let anybody have your notes okay you keep them And then, as you can see, now I'm here, I'm preaching, and <laughs> I, feel a little, I feel a little more comfortable speaking now. <laughs> I'm not like Chris Valentin, Bill Johnson level by any means, but I'm okay with that. I just like, I just am still just going to do the way I do me. And I, and like I said, I like the more interactive stuff. And right now I'm preaching just to your faces, but we'll, we're going to do some cool stuff together. Stay with me. Don't leave yet. <laughs> okay, let me, let me share another testimony. About a year after I gave my life to Jesus, I felt like Jesus also told me, hey, uh, I've given you a gift of business. And you're, and you're going to be very successful in business. And... Not only, and not only that, but I, I'm going to confirm it for you in multiple different ways. Okay, I got saved when I was 22. I, I will be 36 this year. So you can see I'm like a 14-year-old Christian right now. And that was a year after I got saved. So that's like giving a one-year-old this like really, hey, when you grow up, you can eat as much cookie dough as you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not going to go good if you tell the one-year-old that. Because I tried doing some stuff on my own, but I'll share with that. So before I started doing anything, I got also other words that people were like, and this is multiple words I've received from, I can't even, I, like I have a list and it, I don't know, it's pro- I probably have like 50 or 60 saved words that all relate to some type of business. Um, I have, I don't know, maybe 10 different words that result um, are spoken about an invention or a patent that the Lord is just going to give me in a dream, which I'm like, yeah, where's that dream at? And like, but I see I'm, this is part of the stewarding of the word and that like I'm in a process. Now, I've never done anything of business in my life when I was 23 years old. Like I was working, when I got this word, I was working at Taco Bell. 
I didn't have a car. I rode my bike to work. <laughs> and then I got a real job working as a, a lot attendant at a car dealership. <laughs> and I had my aunt taking me to work. <laughs> In the same time, Nikki accepted my proposal. So just so you guys know, she... <laughs> That's why I say Nikki was probably the most prophetic person I know because she saw <laughs> way into the future. <laughs> okay, let me keep, let me stay on notes here. Okay, so I got that job and then the Lord, and then I had, I had since I was 15, I had always kind of pursued like computer stuff and I really got into web development. And so that's, that's what I'm doing now. But um, I, never, I never went to school for any of that. I, I went to school to get an associate's at Ivy Tech for computer security just because that was easy for me. And I just wanted some type of degree. So I had so I'd, people could, I could put it on a resume and look cool for a second. But businesses really don't care about associate's degree, I found out. <laughs> anyway, so that didn't really do a whole lot of help for me. But God knew the plan he had for my life. And so I've shared, I'm not going to go into all details, but I was working at a car dealership. They let me go. But then also, and then um, immediately afterwards, I heard the Lord say, you don't even need to look for a job right now. I'm going to provide the job for you. And now Nikki didn't believe that word because she was like, you're not going to sleep in every day and just sit with your feet up while I go to work and <laughs> she's like you need to be doing at least what was the number seven eight resumes a day or <laughs> so I'm just like pounding out resumes and just like man this is stupid like god what am I doing and <laughs> but I wanted to honor her request you know because I like at least I'm trying something not like I, I literally was doing at least five a day okay I didn't always hit the seven, but I was doing at least five a day. And this was probably for about two months. So that's a lot of resumes to put out there. And like I was just putting any old things, warehouse, anything, and no, nobody would call me back. And then I get a random call from somebody that recommended me to somebody else. And they were like, hey, we got an opening for a senior web developer position at Dixie Chopper Lawnmowers. And would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Even though I'm like, I, I barely know anything. But I, but I can learn really quick. So she's like, okay, the president of the company is going to call you in an hour. So the president of the company calls me, interviews me, says, when, when can you come in for a face-to-face -face interview? And like that next day, I went in for a face-to-face -face interview, gave me an offer on the spot for the job, and then I worked there for two years. Totally a God thing. And I learned a ton because I had to, because I had to, I made some mistakes too, but I accidentally deleted their whole website database. <laughs> they, they, had, they had backups, but the backups were from a day before. <laughs> so they had, they had put in a bunch of stuff, and I was like, yeah, it's a weird glitch thing. I don't know what it was. And I've repented for that lie, by the way. <laughs> God, had, God, God knew that he, he already put the grace for that day for me. 
Anyways, it was, we got the data mostly back. They had to input some stuff again, but I learned a lot. Anyways, there was another opportunity. It was like completely work from home. I've always wanted to just work from home. I love working from home. It's like I would consider it my most productive time. And another opportunity came up through a staffing agency. They said, hey, um, you can work from home. It's um, more realm of like the business side of things. And like you're going you're gonna to be in charge of like the marketing area. Uh, you work from home. And it's a, a good pay increase. I'm like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. But I had worked for that company for about four or five months. And then they just stopped paying me. And because it was through a staffing agency, and I had already worked there for so I hadn't worked there for like the six months you got to even do to unemployment or something like that. I, and I had quit my job before. Now I'm in a weird situation. And so this is where uh, I felt like this was a God decision. And I still will hold on to it as a God move. But I don't know how fully, I think I might have missed some things here or there in it. Me and a friend of mine started our own business doing design and development. And so this is where I learned a lot about the business side of things. And like I'm holding on, I'm thinking every, every single thing, new thing I do, is this going to be the new business thing I do? Is this going to be this business I'm going to start? This is going to be the big idea. This is going to be it. That business, I think Nikki and I made, we made, she had quit her job because it looked really good at the start, but then things like started like really deteriorating, really big time. And then uh, there was just some deception between the partnership, and we were left kind of fitting the bill on some of the financial stuff. And I learned a ton about managing a business, managing clients, speaking to clients, that kind of stuff during that season. That's why I'm like, I don't know, like was I totally on my God radar or, or was I more thinking about just me in the moment? Okay, let me make sure I'm staying on track here. Okay, then, but... The cool thing about that season is Nikki and I have always been really generous people. And it's just, it's just a way, even, even when we were like completely entrenched in religion, we um, would still give because we just, we knew that like that was the basic heart of the father. He was generous. So we still even gave this whole season. And the thing we learned the most about generosity, and Sarah also touched on this, which I thought was really awesome, is that... Um, you're not going to be a good giver if you can't be a good receiver. And because receiving requires intimacy. And so we learned a lot about receiving during that time because the Lord really provided. And, we, and like, it was a vulnerable time for us, but people would still pour into us. On Christmas Day, we had a, an envelope of like $900 left on our doorstep, which like covered our mortgage and everything else for that time period which is like perfect timing. And then another job opened up. It was one of those same ones, fall in your lap. It was an e-commerce job, and that's like they build, they sell stuff on the website. And that job, I learned a ton about 
all the marketing and the e-commerce and the, and the development and the business side of things. And I got to work really, really closely with the owners and how they even run their own business and how to run a successful business. And I, did, and, I, and I had done that for the past seven years. And then in March last year, the Lord started giving me signs. You know, we've seen, we talked about the numbers, repeating numbers, lots and lots of numbers. So I started seeing one, 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 like constantly. And like for me, what that meant to me is like a season of transition is coming. Repeating ones. And so he's telling me in March, in March of last year, Transition's coming, transition's coming, transition's coming. Be, be ready. I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I, how, where do I? He's like, just, just know that I, this is me. That's the main thing. November, I was let go from my job. I worked there for seven years. It was very unexpected. Like, I, the Holy Spirit gave me like two hours advance notice. Like, hey, they're going to let you go today. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, what? <laughs> I called Nikki, like, hey, I'm about to be let go. I don't, I don't even know why. And I don't know, just Holy Spirit told me. And I took everything off my desk and put it in my car. And then an hour and a half later, they said, we're letting you go. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> Nikki goes to pick up, this is more signs, stuff. Nikki goes to pick up groceries that night, and she there's a train track by her house that she has to cross and she gets up to the train track and there's a train that had just come on the track, but you can't see the end of the train. And she's like, Oh, I want to be stuck on this train forever. And she feels the Holy spirit say, this train is a sign of the length of transition that you guys are going to be walking through. And the train was like three cars long. <laughs> Nikki's like, I don't think I've ever seen a train that short ever in my life. <laughs> okay. So that was Friday. Let me back up to August. So March, he tells me. Anyways, August, we're, um, uh, you guys know Dr. Susan Watson? She says, hey, I feel like you're supposed to connect with this guy that runs his own Amazon business. This is back in, in July. And I say, okay, well, I'll, I'll, you know, if, if you're saying it, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hold, I hold a lot of her prophetic words very you know, with a lot of weight in my life. And so I, con I contact this guy. I, this is just part of stewarding prophetic. And like, he's in business world. I don't even, I, maybe it's a business connection. I don't know. I really have no clue. And I really don't like small talk either. So I try to avoid it if I can. And I call him. Well, we try to get connected. It takes like a month. So by the time August hits, and then we finally get connected. We have a Awkward, somewhat conversation for like 45 minutes. Just, what, what, how's, how's your family? Uh, what's, what, tell me about your life. And I'm just like, inside, I'm like, I hate this so much, Jesus. <laughs> but I know, I know you're on this. I know you're on this. So, and I even told him, I'm like, man, I don't even know why I'm calling you, to be honest. Like, I, I, can't, I don't have a clue. Maybe, I'm going to start my own business soon. The Lord's been telling me about transitions coming, but I don't. He's like, okay, yeah, maybe we can work together or something. I don't know. Anyway, so then I get let go, and Nikki's like, hey, maybe you should reach out to that guy. That you talk I've never talked to him since, back in August. And this is November now. November, that's, I let go on a Friday, and then that's Saturday. I'm like, okay, it wouldn't hurt. So I, so I shoot him a text message, and I ask, and I say, hey, do you got any overflow work 
I was just unexpectedly let go. I'm looking to something to kind of ease my transition before I decide what I'm going to do next. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, start your own business, start your own business, start your own business. Now's the time, now's the time. Because the day before I got let go, I was watching that Chris Valentin video, and he said, if you were 10 times more bold than you are right now, what would you be doing with your life? I was like, well, to be honest, Jesus, I'd quit my job and start my own business. I don't even know what I'd do, but I'd do that. If I was that bold. <laughs> so if you, if you see that video, just turn it off right away. Because... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so I reach out. So Nikki's like, why don't you reach out to that guy and just see, you know, what he thinks. And so he's like, yeah, let, let's talk Monday. And so Monday we talk, and he's like, dude, I, I, I don't do that type of, I don't like sub out contract work. I do everything myself. I don't need help like that. He's like, but start your own business, first of all, is what he says to me. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that. He's like, and I want to put you in touch with my mentor that taught me everything I know. And maybe he can give you some good advice on starting your own business. I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. Like, I'll, you know, I really have no idea what I'm doing in my life right now, so I'll just take whatever I can get at this moment. So that was Monday, and then he calls the, his mentor, his name's Eric, on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Eric and I talk on the phone. And Eric is asking me all these, like, really detailed, like, interview questions. And I'm talking to him, I'm like, well, at the end, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what you're trying to get at here, but I thought you were just going to give me, like, teach me some cool stuff that I didn't know. And he said, well, let me tell you this. I'll teach you everything I know about my business. I'll teach you the why my business is successful. I'll give you everything to do your own business if, if I'm able to impart it in, or teach it or, you know, I, I'm committed long term for you on this. He's like, but yesterday... When Shannon called me, I was writing out resume requirements because I want to duplicate myself, and I need someone to partner with me and help me run my business so that because I've hit a ceiling, and if I can duplicate myself, I can reach that next level. And he's like, so I'd like you to be that guy. Will you be a partner in my business? So Friday, now Wednesday... He's like, and so he asked me what I need to be paid. I told, you, told him what I made at my other job, and he's like, well, I can't pay you that yet. He's like, I need to get through these jobs. This is just quick financials. I'm throwing this nugget in there. And generous individual felt like they heard that um, during this time of transition, they were supposed to give $1,000 a month to, to help us. And in January, as I was coming out of the transition, because February I started ex exactly making everything I need to make. But I, did, I wasn't paying attention to my budget, but then I started paying attention to it in January. And that $1,000 that they gave, plus the less pay that I was making, equaled out to my budget never changed at all through the whole transition. Yeah, I just, that, that was a cool financial testimony that you can have for free. Yep, free for you. You can have it for your own life. 
So now, all these prophecies and this pro- prophetic word that I got, you know, 12 years ago or 13 years ago, I've, I've now stepped into it. Tony was over my house, and like I'm like tearing up, crying. I'm like, dude, this is, I'm tearing up right now, even thinking about it, but this has been a dream of mine for as long as I've been a Christian, pretty much. And like, I feel like I've just stepped into my dream and I'm fully prepared. I know what I'm talking about. I can talk with clients and not accidentally delete their database. (laughs) Okay. So there's, those, those are my cool testimonies. You kind of see how the Lord, how I held the word and walked through all these seasons of growth and like stewarding the word, that gap time. And now I've stepped into my dream. Like this is super fresh for me, guys. January, I registered my own uh, corporation. So now I'm an employee of my own corporation. It's called Better Kingdom Ideas. And we'll just see what the Lord, this is my season of double. That's what I'm declaring over myself. And I've also received a prophetic word for that that I'm holding on to now. It's my next steward, double. (laughs) Okay, so here's some practical stuff for you. First of all, does it line up with the Bible? My word for business, if I were just to tell somebody, you're going to make a lot of money. Well, does that line up with the Bible? I I don't know, man. Probably in the gray area on that one, but but because of my heart was for generosity. Like, I don't want to be a businessman just to be a businessman. I want to be a businessman because I want to see churches out of debt. I want to see trust funds set up for food banks so they don't have to worry about raising funds. Uh, I want to see water initiatives, you know, partner with what people are already doing to people that don't have clean water. Like, that's, that's where my heart is. That's why, but unfortunately, like, you, you can't just go do all that stuff for free. I can't just say, hey, food bank, here's free that you can buy all your food with for free. <laughs> and with, with the Bible, Sarah said, prophetic is re- revealing the heart of the Father. And the heart of the Father is Jesus. Right? And then here you go, Revelation 19.10. I'm sure Bible scholars, you guys don't even know where I'm going with this part. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when I say, does it line up with the Bible, like, the Bible is the Word of God, and Jesus was the Word of God, and the Word was made flesh. So I'm just tying everything back together here. So that when you speak the prophetic, or when you speak a prophetic word, or someone gives you a prophetic word, does it line up to Jesus in a roundabout way? Or a direct way, however you want to look at it. <clears throat> The preaching was obviously lined up with Jesus because I was going to preach Jesus. And the business was my heart for that. 
All right, and then and some other stuff. Uh, Sarah gave me these words too. Thanks, Sarah, for this. Okay, Second Peter one sixteen through twenty one. Um, I'm not going to read the scripture, but it, you can read it on your own if you want. But I wanted to elaborate on the verses in the scripture. So 16 to 18 is Jesus living on the earth, and God spoke that when he was baptized by John the Baptist, right? This is my son whom I'm well pleased. 19, he's saying, this is, this is a reminder that that verse right there, the one you just read, was prophesied and confirmed in multiple different ways, which we should now hold on to because it means we are now one with Christ. And then verse 20 goes in to say, remember, this is just me saying what these, I think these verses mean, okay? 20 reminds us that we don't prophesy from what we think about something. So like if you wear a blue shirt... And then I'm like, man, I just see, I just see you love blue shirts. It's really, it's your thing, man. You just probably got a whole closet of blue shirts. I just feel the Holy Spirit on that one. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's a head prophecy, right? What 21 tells us that we prophesy because of what Holy Spirit re- reveals. And you may be saying things, you just have no clue. And I've given a lot of prophetic words, and I'm going to tell you something for everybody here that ever wants to prophesy over anybody. I legit, every single time, well, with the exception of maybe 1%, believe that I'm just making this stuff up. Like, I'll give people prophetic words, and be like, I don't even know if this is true, man, but I'm just going to wing it here. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's right on, that's right on. <laughs> Daniel, and he came. It was powerful work. Can I share it? Yeah. Okay. He came. We, we went to minister at another church, uh, Chad Fulkerson's uh, City Community, City View, City View. And uh, Daniel comes up. We're doing a pr- prophetic thing, and he's like, hey, man, I just want to see what the Lord has. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I just see you. Like, like it's, everything's going to happen fast, and you're going to be, like, running out in your shoes, and, like, you're going to be mi- driving all over the world or something, and you're going to be, in, and the Lord's going to give you an RV and all this. And, like, I'm legit the whole time, like, I'm making this up, I'm making this up. This up. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope any of this stuff lands. We're, like, really, like, Lord, I hope this is you because <laughs> I'm just winging it here. And, and he stepped into all that stuff. And what do you say? The RV's coming? Yeah. The RV's coming. You already have an RV, though. Yeah. Now. You got an RV now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they drive, drive everywhere and live in their RV. And they're doing missionaries to other churches and stuff like that. Really cool stuff they're doing. They do hard stuff. Lots of healthy confrontation. Who likes Danny Silk here? People that didn't raise your hand, you probably don't like healthy confrontation. So we'll talk, we'll talk later, one-on-one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so back to practical steps. I'm almost done here. Does it line up with the Bible? Jesus, okay? On your word. Um, 
I missed that. I deleted it. Oops. My next step was pray about it. Ask, ask, ask God about it. <laughs> I deleted that part. I don't know why I deleted it, but do that. That's an important part. <laughs> no, write on paper. That way I don't have access to it accidentally. <laughs> and then if you're not sure about it, Jesse, Jesse said something like really amazing, and it's, it's biblical, is present it to your leadership. If you're like, hey, I, I really have no idea. What do you think? That's in Proverbs. Many as the wise counsel, or what is that, Proverbs 23 or something. Wisdom is in the multitude of counselors. Thank you. I hope you're sitting right here. And then lastly, write it down or record it. Well, that should be the first thing, but you get what I'm saying. Like, If you haven't already done that, write it or record it. If anybody comes to me and like, hey, I feel like I have something for the Lord, I'm like, immediately recording it because I can't especially if I'm like feeling Holy Spirit or just you know whatever like feeling good or someone else is talking to me I'm distracted easily I need the recordings because I don't remember every little detail someone says and if someone goes into like half an hour of prophecy who can no sorry no <laughs> so try to record it if you can and then it's okay if someone's prophesying over you to ask them like Hey, can, can you hold on a second before you prophesy all that? I want to get my phone out, and I want to get it recorded. I've had many words where people have, I've given them the whole word, and they're like, man, I wish I would have recorded that. I'm like, well, get your phone out. Let's do it again. Because if God told me it once, he can tell me it again, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Do this for the recording? Yeah. Um, I was going to say sometimes this has happened to us. Like the, the reason it's good to have it written down and recorded is because sometimes like the first time you're hearing it, you hear it through one way, and then you go back a few months later and you're like, this is what they said, and you're like, wait, let me listen to it again. And then you were like, wait, they were actually saying this. Like we've done that before with David Wagner prophecies and stuff. We've listened to it multiple times and we're like, what? I totally heard it a different way. You know, so it's good to go back and... Yeah, one of that, David Wagner prophesied, he prophesied that word, my season of double, okay? But I legit heard him say, next year will be your season of double, which would have been 2019. And that was the season I got let go, actually. <laughs> but um, it, he didn't say next year. I wrote, went back through and re- listened to it again after I got let go, and he said the next season. And I'm, so it's just little stuff like that where I could have been disappointed and been like, not a God word, throw it in the trash. And I, didn't, I wouldn't hold on to it. But then I listened to it again, and now it says season. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's now. That's now. <clears throat> and then the last bit is take action or prepare. And then when you see these signs that line up, like when I get a call from... Dixie Chopper lawnmowers, and they're like, hey, the president of the company wants to interview in an hour. Like, and I did absolutely nothing. That was, they weren't even on my radar. To me, that was a sign for my next step in my life. When Kathy Albright asked me to speak at her homeless thing, even though I 
totally botched that thing up big time. I recognized it as this is a sign, this, is a, this was a sign of the Lord because that was, that was near and dear to my heart to do and to pursue. So don't just let those words sit there. Sometimes we got to prepare, take action on what that looks like. And I didn't, I just re- remembered this, but like I've also in the, in the midst of these years picked up like management books and leadership books and business books and marketing books and continued to hone in my skills on wh- how to be a successful business. And I've even tried to even, I started up another business with my brother just to see how it went. And it, that was really successful for a quick little minute, but then other people figured out what we were doing and we were just, it was just a, a season of our life where we just were prepared, like God was preparing me so that now I'm prepared, like I know how to, I know how to register my own S-Corp because I've already done it. I already did all the work to try to figure that out and now I can do it. So that's just part of the preparation and now I'm in here. Okay. That's all I got for speaking at you. What do you think? Good? All right. Okay, you guys want to do some exercise stuff now? Okay. Oh, before I do that, sorry. I got uh, two, two words I got. Uh, okay, Jake. Got one for you, okay? I'm recording it. <laughs> you can record it too. You want, you want me to hold your phone for you? That was a test. He passed. <laughs> huh? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I don't actually have a word. I was just testing you. No, I do. Okay. Just, this is just real short stuff. Um, I saw, I feel like I saw you got a leadership call on your life. And this is your confirmation. You're a world changer, and you will be heard globally, and now's the time to start. I got, I got the goosebumps when I just said that. <laughs> okay, and then... Uh, this other one, this is a little bit of a risk, but I'm just going to wing it just to, uh, John, this one's for you. Well, you and Betsy, your team here. I just, I just saw it on you, so I'm just giving it to you, but I know you guys are a team. So anyways, uh, I saw this investment idea not for financial gain, but for kingdom gain. I saw souls saved and kids given a chance they might not never have had. And I believe it's a God idea. So there you go. Those are my two words I had. <laughs> and uh, do, you, do you want to give feedback or you want to do, talk about it later on that? Okay, we'll talk about it later. Huh? Okay. Talk about later. You want to hear? Well, you just said that to about 
prophetic words to wage war with them. And that's, you know, that's what you've been saying, what you've done over these years, you know, that you hold them and guard them and you wage war with them. Yeah. Thanks. That's good. Anybody else want to preach some stuff? This is good. We're gonna, you're going to hear the recording and be like, man, that was so good. You hear me preaching? <laughs> no, it is good. It really is. It really is. I'm making fun. You know, I'm not making fun. I'm just having fun. Okay, exercise stuff. Joe, you want to help me on this? Okay, Joe's got those. Uh, we got, I think, mostly pens in the back of the seat. So here's, here's, what, here's what we're going to do. This is the safest exercise of practicing the prophetic. Okay, first of all, prophetic words are... Uh, Hopeful, encouraging, like don't tell someone they're terrible or things like that on, the, on this piece of paper, okay? <laughs> make, make sure, make sure there's hope in it, okay? <laughs> and then also, uh, try to lean into it being for the future. Not just like you drive a white car, that's a word of knowledge, which I could have preached on that, but I want to preach on stewarding the prophetic, which the prophetic was a, was a promise for the future for me that I, you know, wage war with and hold on to. Okay. What? How long to write? Yeah, sentence or two, sent, two one sentence, two sentence. Just, so, here, so here's what I want you to do. Just pray. Just say, you know, hey, hey Jesus. Now, you don't, don't repeat me right now. This, you're going to do this on your own. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to do this too. Hey, Jesus, uh, give me a word for whatever, you know, whatever, the, whatever you got for somebody. You, you're not going to know who this is going to go to because here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all these. We're going to put them in a big bowl, and then everybody's going to pick randomly. We did this at our leadership Christmas party, and we did it based on, we did an elephant exchange, a white elephant. I don't know if you've ever done those, but you steal presents from everybody, like, constantly. So there's no way... But all the presents had numbers on them, and then at the end of it, whatever number of present you had, that's the card that everybody wrote on that we gave to everybody, and it was like right on for everybody. The intricacies of the kingdom, like just even my word back in, Dr. Susan was like, hey, I think you need to get this guy in August, and that was a preparation for another connection back in November, like the one, two, three people and action on my part just to, st like, steward what was coming next in my life. So this is a fun, fun way. I've done this a few times, and it, I've yet to see it flop, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so write a sentence or two or, you know, Bible verse, and try to lean into it and just say, you know, something about, uh, like, if you can, something about the, you know, into the prophetic of where this word is for this individual. Does anybody have any questions? Or am I not elaborating very good? Everybody's got it? Okay. And when you do, do we got like a basket or a bucket or something? Okay, Joe's going to get one. Okay, so Joe's going get to a, get a bucket, and then if you want to just like fold it up, once or twice, and then he'll put the bucket right here, and you just drop him in the bucket, and then once everybody's dropped him in the bucket, 
then I'll write mine and we'll drop mine in there, mix them up, and then just, I really don't care the order, just randomly, just come get one. Because we want everybody, this is the quickest, most fun way that everybody gets a word right away. And nobody will know that you wrote it, so you can really take a risk. And remember, this is a safe place. But say nice things, okay? Remember, encouraging and hopeful, just because they don't know who wrote it, Holy Spirit will tell me if you write something bad. <laughs> I got him. I was trying for that the whole time, saying all my jokes. <laughs> okay, what do you think? 60 seconds is good enough time? A couple minutes? Okay. The bucket right here. Here, I'll put it right here. Yep. All right. Has anybody not done it? You haven't done one? Okay. We'll have people start coming up, and then you got a time to squeeze it in. Okay, I'll just come to you. How about that? That'll make it easier. You get to be first. First shall be last. Or last shall be first. (laughs) Something like that. It's in the Bible. So the cool thing I like about this, number one, you know, after you you can read them to yourself or whatever. Let me read mine first before I go. Whoa, it's a long one. Nice. Very nice. This is me. This is everything. Like someone just like preached back at me. What I just prophesied on myself. And then, like, if you want to f- try to figure out who gave you yours or whatever, you can do that. You know, that's fun stuff. Or you can just not tell anybody that you wrote it. It's whatever. But did, did anybody get one where they're like, I don't know, man. I don't know about it. it seems way off. You got Lindsay's word? She got mine. Janet got your word? See? <laughs> How could I have set that kind of stuff up, you know? Like, did anybody get their own word? That's cool. That's cool, too. Nobody got their own word. So this is a fun game that you can even do with, like, your family or anybody else in and around you is game or whatever. But it's just, it's a way to, in a safe place, practice the gift of prophecy without, because sometimes we'll get in front of somebody. Like if I, if I get in front of, like you got Lindsay's word that she wrote, like Lindsay probably wouldn't go to Tony and be like, I feel like the Lord's saying this because she knows him so well. So now she just wrote him a prophetic word. She had no idea that it was going to go to him. It went to him and it probably means a lot to him now. Number one, that is even from his wife. How cool is that? I saw pink and purple flowers. Does anybody want to own that one? Nobody wants to own it? This is right on for me. This is everything. This is my, this is my life right now. Whoever wrote it, thank you. Uh, well, pink and purple is royalty and generosity. And um, connecting with someone in your past, I don't know about that. That's, that's a risk word, so thank you for that. I don't know what that's going to look like. 
whole family member. I don't know. Bucket of gold for me. This is my season of double. It's going to be gold. It's going to be money, but it's also spiritual riches. I've had the most, most growth spiritually I've ever had in my entire life. The people in and around me have told me multiple times, you're not even the same person up there talking anymore. Like you're speaking from a different sense of power and authority. And so I'm just continually moving that. And then they also said, uh, 2020, year of dreams fulfilled. Started my own business, 2020, dream fulfilled. I'm about to get a new pair of shoes, dreams fulfilled. Jordans. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> okay. Um, it's four. We got another session at six. Um, if you want to get food, you got time, but I'm going to thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the fun and the prophetic. Thank you for the practical and the prophetic. Thank you for the words being amazing that we all received. Thank you for doing cool stuff that we just can't even fathom every time. Thank you for never failing us. Thank you for your goodness. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're already doing here. I just say more. I bless the power. I bless the love. I bless the joy. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Okay, well, uh, leaders, if you want to hang out with me for maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then we're going to go eat. Love you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.